Good morning, everybody. I'm David Register, and welcome to Joyful Noise. Praise God. It's an honor and a privilege to have you with us today. Praise God. I, I'm, I'm excited about today's message. Praise God. And it's actually a teaching message. Praise God. And, and uh, some things that I've been reading, some things that I've been, uh, been reading over, some notes and, and some studies and some things that I've been doing, and I just want to share them with you. Uh, praise God. Today we're going to be going into the book of Revelations. Not, not much teaching or preaching these days on the book of Revelations, but I want to tell you something. Praise God. The Bible, the Bible will, uh, praise God, the, the Bible will come to fruition. Uh, praise God. The things that God has, has uh, spoken to men and the things that has been written in the Bible, it will, it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that today. It will come to pass. And as we begin our studies in the book of Revelations, we just, we're just going to start, praise God, in Revelations uh, chapter, chapter 1. And we, we're going to go as far as we can uh, in this teaching. And then we'll just pick up next, next week and the weeks after uh, where we left off. Praise God. And I will... Um, I will make sure that I note it on the page that this is uh, part one of, of message one. And then next week, uh, it may, uh, part two uh, of message two. Praise God. And we, like I said, we're going to just go as far as we can in, uh, in the studies. And then we'll just pick up the next week uh, as we go forth and go on. And I will uh, give you the titles, the, the message number, and, and so forth. But praise God. Um, I'm excited about the things that I have learned, and I'm excited about the things that, um, that, that was taught to me through these studies, through these notes, and, uh, and, and through different things, praise God, and praying, and, and, uh, and God laying things on my heart to, to, to put into these notes and, and to put into these studies, praise God, to give to you, hallelujah, because I'm telling you something today, my friends, we are living in the end times, we are living. Jesus Christ is soon to come back. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus Christ is coming back. And some of you are probably sitting there saying, well, I don't think so. I don't believe in that. Believe what you want. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you today, if you read your Bible and you look at the, the things that's going on in the world, things are coming to pass. Wars and rumors of wars. We see over in North Korea how that they, they, he's shooting off of, of, of missiles and stuff like that. Wars and rumors of wars. It's going to happen. The Bible is coming forth. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you today, my friends, we need to get ready. We need to study this Bible. We need to learn the things in this Bible. We need to get prepared for the things that, that are going to happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and I, I'm telling you something today, my friends. If I cannot tell you anything today. I want to tell you something. you got to get ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because he is coming back. 
Whether you go in the rapture or you go by grave, I'm telling you, you will meet Jesus Christ. Um, will he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Um, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rulers over many. Enter in to the gates of heaven. Or will he, say, or will he say, depart from me, ye cursed, into a lake of fire? What, what will uh, your answer be from him? Praise God. I just want to tell you something. Praise God, and I keep saying it, and I keep saying it, because I want to enforce the message that Jesus Christ is soon coming back. Hallelujah. What will, where will you spend your eternity? Hallelujah. Where will you spend eternity? Praise God. Like some of you may think, well, you know, my, all my friends are, 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 are partiers, and all my friends do this, and all my friends do that, and, and, uh, and praise God, I'll just, I'll just go to hell and, and have a party with them. There's not going to be any party in hell. I'm telling you that. There's going to be weeping, <coughs> excuse me, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And if you've heard the word of God and you've been taught the word of God, then those same people that's going to hell with you are going to look you in the face and say, why? Why didn't you tell me about Jesus Christ? You knew about Jesus Christ. You knew he was coming back. You knew there was a hell. And they're going to look you in the face and, and, and be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And it's going to be hell, little hell, hell, fire. You can take a cigarette lighter or match or whatever it is. Praise God. You can take a, a, a light and, and light to... Uh, and light the flame and, and, and I'm telling you that flame is going to be 70 times 7 hotter than uh, uh, hell is going to be 70 times 7 hotter than, than, than that flame is uh, praise God do you want to spend eternity eternity you never coming out of hell when you get to hell you never coming out uh, praise God uh, but will you make the decision of uh, Praise God to tell those friends, to tell those people around you, to tell everybody that you know that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus Christ is coming back. Jesus Christ went away to prepare a place for us that we may go and rule and reign with him. Hallelujah. A place where you never grow old. A place where you can walk the streets of gold. Praise God. You'll never get sick. You'll never die. Praise God. You'll live forever. And that's what Jesus Christ uh, has given us. He has given us eternal life uh, through him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The title for this message of series uh, and, 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 and uh, part one is the Lord in the midst. Praise God. And we're going to start reading at verse of uh, Revelations chapter one. And we're going to start reading at verse Number nine, Revelations chapter one and verse number nine as we begin our studies. And like I said, praise God, we may, we, we're not going to finish this today, but we will continue it next week. And I will make sure that I put message one, part one, message one, part two, and so forth and so on. So that you can go back and, and you can listen and, and listen in order of the messages. Praise God. Revelations chapter 1, praise God, and verse, starting with verse number 9. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, 
was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Praise God. Saying, I am Alpha Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which is in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Samaria, unto Pergamos, and unto the Thyatira, and unto Sardius, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I and I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven golden candle, uh, seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as flame of fire. At verse 15 it says, and his feet likened to a fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, for I am the first, the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, praise God, hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Praise God. I want to talk to you. Let us pray first. Father, we just thank you. We just ask you right now for the, for the wisdom, the leading, the guiding. Praise God. I thank you for uh, these notes, these things that you have shared with me and, and I was able to, to, to study out. Praise God. And, and I just thank you for it, God. Let this word go out to your people, God. Let them understand the things, God, that we are sharing here today. Praise God. And we just ask you for this. In Christ's name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. I want to talk to you today about Christ in the midst. And I want to, I want to talk to you, praise God, and in, in the introduction to this message or this uh, this lesson or whatever you want to call it, praise God, I want to talk to you about the church in the world. Uh, we find ourselves faced, uh, praise God, with the question, what is the church going to be in the world? Who are you going to be in this world? Uh, what kind of, of person, what kind of representative are you as a Christian, as a child of God? What kind of person are you being in this world? What kind of a representative of Jesus Christ are you? Hallelujah. 
What kind of person are you in this world? Is your light shining in this world? Is your light, are you being a beacon uh, to the world, a lost and dying world, a world that is full of sin, a world that is full of hatred, a, a world that is full of animosity, a world that is full uh, of, of sin? What kind of representative of Jesus Christ are you being? Are you being the best person? Are you being a Bible-believing, praying on your knees every single day? Are you in your prayer closet praying and seeking God? What kind of person, what kind of Christian are you being in this world? Is your light shining in this world? If your light is not shining, then you're not being the, represent, the, the representative of Jesus Christ that you need to be. Hallelujah. Although that the building that you attend and you go to every Sunday, you call it your church, but in reality, the church is you. Praise God. You are the temple. And if God dwells in you, you are the church. Uh, Ephesians uh, 2 and 20 says, built on the foundation of, uh, of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together in a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are the temple of Jesus Christ. You can go to a building. You can go to a structure. You can go to what, what, what a place, of, praise God, a, a place they call a church. But you are the church because Jesus Christ dwells in you. Praise God. Matthew 16 and 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You are the church, and if you are the church of Jesus Christ, then I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what comes against you. Yes, you're going to face some struggles. Yes, you're going to face some trials. Yes, you're going to face some things in your life. But Jesus says that if you are, if, if that 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 you. He said, I am that, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. In other words, Jesus is saying, Upon you, praise God, upon you as a Christian, upon you as a believer, upon you as a child of God, having the blood of Jesus Christ flowing in your life, I will build my church, and not even the gates of hell will prevail against you. Somebody praise him and give him glory. Hallelujah. We are the church. What kind of church are you? When people look at you, do they see Jesus Christ? When people look at you, do they know that you are saved? When people look at you, do they know that you have been born again? When people look at you, what do they see? Do they see somebody that's cussing and ranting and raving uh, six days a week uh, and then going to church on Sunday and raising your hands and praising God? No, what they see is a hypocrite uh, and they can say, I can be that outside. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be a child of God to be that way. Praise God. I can 
just be like I am and don't have to worry about nothing else? Or will they see somebody, praise God, that's going to church, that's living for God, that's standing on the testimony of Jesus Christ and saying, I am a believer. I have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you are living it, praise God, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, praise God, 365 days a year. Praise God, what kind of church are you? Will they see somebody that is a born-again believer or will they see somebody that's just another part of the world? Hallelujah. Will you be able to walk down the street and people say, hey, that's a child of God or will, will they just say, I don't know who he is? Praise God. It is critical. It is very, very critical for all who are in church. And when I say church, I do not mean religion. I do not mean denomination. I do not mean organization. I mean Christianity. I mean Bible-believing Christians. I mean people that have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean having Jesus Christ in your life and you showing the evidence thereof. Praise God. I'm talking about, praise God, I'm talking about when people are sick, you're laying hands on the sick and praying for them. I'm talking about going out and witnessing them and telling people that sin will send you to hell, but Jesus Christ will give you eternal life. Hallelujah. The church, the Christians must understand that their identity, aliens in a hostile land, it will appear that the future of the American church is due some pressures in, in the days to come. Hallelujah. August 30th, 2016, Egypt passed law that discriminated against construction and renovations to Christian houses of worship. On July 8, 2016, Russia passed law, no evangelizing outside of the church. Just turn on your news. Pick up your uh, papers or uh, look out on the internet. You will see how these other countries are, are discriminating against Christianity and against Jesus Christ. Uh, where will you stand uh, when the pressure comes? Uh, praise God. Where will you stand? Uh, who are you as a saint of God? Who are you as a believer? Will you stand firmly settled in your heart? Praise God. In other words, will you have to, uh, praise God, you have to know that Jesus Christ lives in you. You've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ lives in your life. Praise God. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 11 Praise God says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Now I want to tell you something. There are many, many, many lusts of the flesh that's going to war 
against God's people. Why? Because the devil does not want you saved. The devil does not want you believing in Jesus Christ. The devil does not want you to go to heaven. The devil does not want you to tell anybody about Jesus Christ. The devil does not want you to live for God. The devil does not want you to live a life of righteousness. That's why he sends all his imps and, and all his other things into the world to try to destroy you and to try to tear you down and to try to, to, to destroy your walk with Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11 and 16. But now they desire a better country that is and heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city. I'm here to tell you something today my friends. There is a heaven and there is a hell. I don't care what the world has told you, but there is a heaven and there is a hell. And one day, you're going to be faced with the fact that either you're going to heaven to be with Jesus and live forever, walk the streets of gold, never grow old, this old body, these old pain, these old things that we feel in our body, they will be gone forever, erased forever. And we're going to walk and we're going to sing and we're going to rejoice and we're going to praise and we're going to worship God. Or will your destiny be hell? Will your destiny be hell? Will there, like I said a while ago, will there be weeping and gnashing of teeth? Will there be burning forever and ever and ever? Hallelujah. What will your decision be? Praise God. I don't care. Praise God what the world tells you. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13 and 14. And I hope that you go back and you write down these scriptures. Praise God. Because I know that... Uh, this, this, praise God, this is some good stuff. Hallelujah. Write them down. Study them out. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13 through 14 says, Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp of bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Praise God. This verse means heaven. Hallelujah. With no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you going to heaven? Are you going to heaven? Will you make heaven your home? Hallelujah. Praise God. We have, over the last 240 years or so, we have enjoyed such great religious liberties. The church is unprepared for the pressure that can and will be exerted on the church. I strongly, strongly believe in my spirit and in my soul and in my heart. I strongly believe that the closer to the end or the closer to the second coming of Christ, the rapture, the church, God's people, is going to go through some great pressures. If you look at the early Christians, 
The early church was familiar with all this. The early Christians were hated and despised. Praise God. There were various motivations behind the hatred. Number one, they was hated politically, despised because the Romans viewed them as disloyal. Why? Because they refused to acknowledge Caesar as a divine authority. And they and they uh, they recognized that Jesus Christ, that God was their God. Praise God. They was hated religiously, accused of being atheists because they did not worship the vast array of Roman gods. And because they worshiped an individual God and not an idol. They worshiped somebody that could not be seen. They worshiped God. They didn't worship all of, of the Roman gods that were sitting around that they could see. And they was hated because of that. They was hated because they worshiped the one true God. They was hated socially. They were from the lower classes of society and loathed by Roman aristocracy. They was hated economically. They were seen as a threat to pagan priests, craftsmen, and merchants who profited from the idol worship. They were surrounded by dark paganism. The early church, the early Christians. Uninhibited immorality, withering slavery, and oppressive dictators. The Christians were enemies of the world. And because they were enemies of the world, this led to the death of many of them. Many of the early Christians died as martyrs. We look at Stephen, who was stoned to death. James, who was killed with the sword. Philip was thrown into prison and then crucified. Matthew was martyred over in Ethiopia. James, the last, at 94, was stoned and beaten by the Jews and then beheaded. Andrew was crucified. Peter was crucified. Paul was beheaded. Praise God. Luke was hanged from the branches of an olive tree. The early church seen some pressures that was filled. Praise God. This was the first century church. But the church through the ages has had to endure tribulation. Of, this may be the thing that the American church faces before all this comes up, uh, 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 until all this ends up. Praise God. Before we are caught up in the rapture, Praise God. Before Jesus Christ comes back to take his children home. These are, the, these are some of the things. We may endure some hardships. Praise God. Uh, laws could be passed uh, or, or, or maybe passed one day that will hinder the freedoms that we possess. Uh, the freedom to worship. The freedom to preach. Uh, the freedom to pray. Anytime, anywhere, wherever we want. 
these freedoms may be taken away from us. How will you react in that moment as a child of God? How will you react? Will you stand firmly on the solid rock of Jesus Christ? Will you stand with your Bible in your hand preaching and teaching the word of God? Will you stand and say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Or will you deny him like Judas? How will you react with the pressures that could face the Christian church? How will you react? The church, praise God, as we get into the book of Revelations, the church at the moment of the writing of John's revelation at Patmos had much chaos and confusion in it. There was a so-called church that was present. And then there were two churches that John would address that were true blue churches. The church in Samaria and the church in Philadelphia. Those were the churches that had great fruit in them. Those were the churches that had true godliness in them. Those were the churches that had sound doctrine. Those were the churches uh, that had solid teachers with character. Those were the churches uh, that had sober worship, uh, uh, the disciplined prayers, of uh, hunger for holiness. Uh, when we think of the churches in our time, uh, are there any churches uh, that you know that model these things? Uh, are there any churches, praise God, are there any churches out there that has that, are, that has real saints in them? Uh, I'm talking about saints that are praying. Uh, I'm talking about true pastors. Uh, I'm talking about true men of God, uh, true women of God, uh, true disciples uh, of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Following Jesus Christ. John 15, an abiding presence in the Lord. Desiring to walk in the Spirit. Praise God. Desiring to be strong in holiness. Desiring to be pure in righteousness. To walk under the direction of Jesus Christ. Being led. Godly men, godly women. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. To protect us. Allowing the Holy Spirit just to protect us by discernment. Is there any churches out there that's got discernment? Hallelujah. Is there any churches out there? Is there any Christians out there that has discernment to know that this is Jesus? This is of God. This is not of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And having the holy, praise God, the holy glory surrounding your church. So much glory. Hallelujah. I've heard of, of churches back in the day, but before I was born, my, my grandmother talked about them. Praise God. And, and I've heard of, of many different older saints talk about them. There has been churches that's had so much glory abiding in their church. 
praying men, praying women, uh, praying pastors uh, that are, that, that, that's praying and seeking God, uh, that people from miles away can be drawn to that church. Uh, people feel it. Uh, it's hard to pass by without realizing that God is in that church uh, and in that people. Uh, praise God. When you walk through Walmart or Kmart or Target or wherever it is, uh, those people know that Jesus Christ lives within you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do they know? These are my desires for the church, for the Christian people. These are my desires for myself. I want to be able to walk down the street and people say, he is a child of God. I want you to be able to walk down the street and people say, he or she is a child of God. And I want what they have. I want to be able, praise God, to walk in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I want what they have. Hallelujah. What are your desires for the church? Praise God. When we look at the overall scope of the book of Revelations, you'll find that in Revelations 1, the Lord's work in his church. And then in Revelations 2 through 3, we find the Lord's word to his church. And then in Revelations 4 through 4, uh, chapters 4 through chapters 22, we read about the prophetic events giving in their nature. Now let me tell you something. I want to give you a little bio of the author of Revelations. A little background uh, about John at Patmos. John was, was the last living disciple, an apostle of the Lord. He was, he was observing trends uh, in the first century church. The church had been a church that he had been involved in, churches that he had helped birth. But now it's 50 to 60 years later, and he realizes that some of the churches are being defecting. In fact, the majority, majority of them was being defecting. And if the majority of them back then were being defected, what can be said? about the church today. There are churches today. I'm going to try not to pray. I want to try to stay in the teaching mode, but it's kind of hard, praise God, to, to stay in the, in the preaching mode. Hallelujah. But there are churches today, places of worship, places that we call churches, buildings that we call house of God that are so far away from being houses of God that is pathetic. Uh, praise God. Uh, they may have whatever whatever their name is. Um, a house of God wrote across their big old sign. Uh, praise God. But there's nothing about them that is a house of God. Uh, we got uh, churches. Uh, praise God. That we got uh, 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 buildings that call themselves houses of God. That's allowing same-sex marriages. Uh, shutting their eyes to pornography. Shutting their eyes to adultery. Shutting their eyes to fornication. Uh, and whatever else. Sin. Uh, 
that they can uh, that they can cover their eyes up to uh, just to have the biggest church in town. I want to tell you something. It's not about having the biggest church in town. It's about seeing souls saved. It's about seeing people get healed. It's about seeing people uh, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'd rather have a church of five people that is on fire for God than have a church of 500 that nobody is on fire for God. Hallelujah. They want to have the biggest choir. They want to have the biggest offerings. I'm here to tell you, the wages of sin is death. And if there is sin in the house of God, praise God, the righteousness of God is sin. Cannot uh, cannot commune together that one of them's got to go. And if there's sin in the house of God, then Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, will not dwell in it. Because the wages of sin is death. That church, if you got sin in your church and you're closing your eyes to that sin, then I'm here to tell you you something. Uh, your church uh, is going to die a spiritual death uh, because the wages of sin is death. Uh, you've got to get it out. Uh, I said you've got to get it out of your church. Uh, you've got to get it out uh, of your house of worship. Uh, you've got to get it out of your life uh, because the wages of sin is death. Uh, but the gift of God uh, is eternal life. Uh, baby, I'm here to tell you something today, my friends. Uh, it's time that you pray sin out of your church. It's time to fast sin out of your church. It's time to cast sin out of your church. Praise God. If, if the Lord is ever going to be in the midst of the house, if the Lord is ever going to be in the midst of your life, in the midst of that building that you call your church, you have got to get sin out of the church. And remember, when I say church, I mean yourself. Hallelujah. Because when you get sin out of yourself, there won't be no sin in that church that you go to, that building that you go to. If everybody in that church, hallelujah, has got sin out of their life. Praise God. John, the writer of this book, The Revelation of Jesus Christ, was an aged pastor in the Roman province of Asia. Because of his refusal to bow his knee to anyone, John did not bow to anything. Hallelujah. You cannot bow to the sins of the world and still expect God to move in your life. You cannot bow to the things of this world and still expect God to move on your behalf. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because of his refusal to bow his knee to anyone but the one true God, he was exiled to the island of Patmos. John, at 90 years old, he is sent to Patmos to break rocks in a penal colony for political prisoners. His violation, we read in verse 1 and 9, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was locked down for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
There are many, many places across this country, or not this country, but many places across this world, I'm sorry, across this world, and other countries. I have not heard of any here, but perhaps it could happen here one day. But I'm telling you, there are many places across this world that will lock you up for spreading the word of God. That will put you in jail for talking about Jesus Christ, for worshiping God. There are places like this today. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if it happened in the United States? Would you continue to preach and continue to serve God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What would you do? John was preaching the gospel and was sent to the Alcatraz of the Roman Empire. There were around 50 other penal uh, colonies that the Romans used, but Patmos seemed to be one of the worst ones. Patmos is a very unique place. It is about 24 miles west into the sea of Asia Minor coast, directly opposite of the ancient town of Miletus. Miletus, Miletus, Cyprus. It is about six or eight miles long and no more than a mile wide, but about 15 miles in circumference. The approach to the island is difficult. The coast is high and consists of successions of cakes, which form many ports, some of which are excellent. And the only one in use, however, is a deep bay sheltered in high mountains on every side but one where it is protected by a projecting cape. About halfway up the mountain, there is shown a natural rock. And this is where, this is where John is said to have seen the visions and have written revelations around 94 AD. It is a remarkable that visions can come to a man in a place of banishment. Hallelujah. Here we have a man banished on an island with inhumane conditions, being beaten, no food, his clothes are scanty, 94 years old, or in his 90s, in a place of banishment. And he still hears from God. He still writes the book, praise God, while in a cave. Hallelujah. We get stressed out sometimes and we can't even pray. We go through some struggles in our life and we can't even worship. Uh, we can't even uh, do the things that God wants us to do because we go through a few little uh, things and a few little trials, a few little uh, things in our life, um, and we and we and we just give up. Um, we for, say, uh, just just forget it. I, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to seek God. I'm not going to do the, what I'm supposed to do. Why am I going through this? Look what John had to endure. John was banished to an island. He was, and he was and through some of the worst conditions that you can ever face. And he still heard from God and still wrote the book of Revelations. When the Lord shows up in a place of worship on the Lord's day, everything can change. 
Hallelujah. Everything can change. No matter what the circumstances may be. No matter what you're going through in your life. When God shows up, he will change things. Praise God. William Barclay in the Daily Study Bible wrote about John at Pat on John uh, on Patmos. Uh, banishment to a remote island was a common form of Roman punishment. <clears throat> it was usually meted out to political prisoners as far as they were concerned that there were worse punishments. But such banishment involved the loss of civil rights, all of his property, except just enough for a bare existence. People so banished were not personally ill-treated and were not confined in prison on their island, but free to move within their narrow limits. Such would be banished for a political uh, such would be banishment for a political prisoner. But it would be very different for John. Hallelujah. He was a leader of the Christians. And Christians back then were criminals. The wonder is that he is not executed straightway. Banishment for him would involve hard labor in the quarries. Sir William Ramsey says his banishment would be preceded by uh, scourging marked by perpetual fetters, scanty clothing, insufficient food, and sleep on bare ground, a dark prison, a work and, and work under a lash of military overseer. All this persecution, and I'm fixing to close, fixing to close, and we're gonna we're gonna pick up uh, right here where we left off uh, next week. Praise God. But all this persecution that John had to endure, all these things that John went through in his life on the island of Patmos, scanty clothing, insufficient food, all these things that he went through in his life while he was on the island of Patmos, He still heard from God. He still preached. He still wrote. How many of us would have given up a long time ago? Praise God. How many of us would have sold out just to keep from going and being banishment on an island like John was? How many of us? Hallelujah. How many of us would he just thrown in a towel and say, I'm done. Hallelujah, I'm done. How many of you would have done that? Praise God. We're going to pick up, like I said, we're going to pick up. Uh, this is part one of message one. I'm excited. I'm excited about what I've learned. I'm excited about bringing it to you. I wish we can go on and on and on, and I can just give you the whole message but we only have just a, a certain amount of time here. Praise God. I'm excited about what God is doing. God is in the midst. Hallelujah. He is in the midst. Hallelujah. He is in the midst. And he wants you to do his will. He wants you to pick up the cross and follow him. 
Hallelujah. How many of you will pick up that cross and follow Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you something, like I said a while ago, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is soon to come back. He is soon to come back. No man knows the hour, the day, the time that he's coming, but he's coming. Will you be ready to meet him? And like I said a while ago, will he say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rulers over many. Or will he open up the pits of hell and say, I cast you in to the lake of fire that is prepared for the devil and his angels. Hallelujah. All you've got to do is ask Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life. All you've got to do is live for him. Pray. Seek his face every day. Pray. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. Live for him. There's going to be some bumps in the road. But I want to tell you something. He said, not even the gates, like he told Peter, not even the gates of hell shall prevail against you because on you, on this rock, I will build my church. On you, he will build his church. You are the church. Hallelujah. And not even the gates of hell shall prevail against you. Hallelujah. Where will you make your stand today? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we just ask you right now, God, to, to help us and to lead us and to guide us. God, help us to, to just follow you, God. Jesus, God, we just ask you right now, God, to give us wisdom. Give us your word, God. Pour out your anointing power upon us, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, I just praise you. God, I thank you for your anointing power. I thank you for the things that you are going to do. God, I thank you for the people, God, that are being saved. God, I thank you, God, for saving the lost. God, thank you, God, for healing the sick. God, right now, as we pray, God, I have some requests. God, right now, you know what they are. God, I ask you right now to reach down and touch these people right now. God, touch them, God, in their life, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, heal them, God, right now with the healing power of the Holy Spirit. God, if there is anyone out there, God, that is sick, God, that needs a touch from you, I pray for them right now. In the name of Jesus, send your healing angel, God, to touch them right now. If there's a one out there that needs to be saved, God, send your saving angel, your saving grace, God, right now. All they got to do is ask you to come into their heart and into their life. And accept the blood that you shed on Calvary. God, and I just praise you for it, God. And I thank you, God. I lift you up. God, I lift you up. And I just praise you for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, I just want to say I thank you for being with us on the Joyful Noise Worship Broadcast. Praise God. I, I, I'm excited about the next, I don't know how long we're going to take to do this. It may take several weeks. It may take several months. I don't know. But I'm excited about the things that I have learned, the things that I have studied. Praise God, I'm excited to be able to bring them to you and to share them with you.
Praise God. <laughs> Join us again next week for the continuation and Revelations chapter 1. We're going to go through as far as we can, and then we'll go to the next, uh, the next uh, lesson. Praise God. And we're just going to go as far as we can and see where the Lord leads us. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. I love you with all my heart. May God richly, richly bless you. I'm David Rester. Thank you for being here on Joyful Noise.